Have cyber experts taken an unfair beating? I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Ronald S. Ross, computer scientist and fellow at the National Institute of Standards and Technology. Welcome back, Ron. Hey, Tanya, it's great to be with you as always. Remind our audience, if you will, what role does NIST play in the cybersecurity world? Well, the National Institute of Standards and Technology is a, an agency that's part of the Department of Commerce. And at NIST, we have around 3,000 scientists and engineers across multiple different laboratories to include things like physics labs and chemistry labs and building and fire research. And I'm in the information technology lab, and that's the home of our two uh, computer security and cybersecurity divisions. And that's where all of our cybersecurity standards and guidelines are actually produced. You wrote that cybersecurity experts have taken a beating lately. Why is that? Well, these are really challenging times. I've, I've written extensively about the complexity of the systems that we're producing now. The technology is so tremendous today. We're, we have so many new capabilities with all this advanced technology. And one of the big challenges is how do we protect all that technology? And so there, there's a whole profession of cybersecurity people who are trained and educated in the field of cybersecurity, computer science, computer engineers. And their job, whether they're uh, chief information security officers or whether they're system security engineers, uh, they have the job of, of protecting the infrastructure, the systems that help support organizations, missions, and business operations. It's a daunting task. It's a lot of responsibility. And there's a lot of pressure and stress on the people that are, are doing these very important jobs. How do we know if the right people are taking responsibility for the right problems? Well, that's always a challenge in everything, not just cybersecurity. Um, cybersecurity people are really part of a staff that support the organization. So you'll have a chief information officer, you'll have a chief financial officer, chief information security officer, and all of those staff folks support the senior leadership, the people that run the organizations, the CEOs and the heads of federal agencies. And they work to support the organization. And sometimes things don't go well. There, there are always things that can go wrong in any organization. Risk management goes well beyond just cybersecurity risks. There's financial risks, there, there's programmatic risks, there's reputation risk. And so the senior leaders in any organization, the first principal leadership is the, the, the captain of the ship, so to speak, is always the one that takes responsibility when things go wrong. And that that's really should be the same case for cybersecurity issues as well. We've discussed the cybersecurity talent shortage at length in, in past interviews. Has that played a role in the current state of affairs? I don't think it's played a direct role. I think that uh, the, the shortage of people has been a problem for a long time. And that's just a question of making sure that we emphasize cybersecurity. We provide the opportunities for you know, the younger generation, starting even in elementary school and, and high school, to understand the importance of cybersecurity from, from a big picture perspective and making it an exciting profession and challenging and, and kind of inspiring the next generation of, of kids to, to choose that as their profession. And that's the, that's the seed that gets planted early. And then that ends up spawning out into colleges and universities or, or even trade schools or things that can help build that body of knowledge and, and the people that are gonna be put on the front lines to actually do the, the very difficult and challenging tasks of protecting systems and organizations. So I, I think that shortage will get 
solved long term, but it takes a while. You can't just snap your fingers and have all these people show up and ready to work. It takes a while to build. It's like a football team or a baseball team. You have to build it from the ground up, from the farm system. And, and, and we need to do the same thing for cybersecurity. Is it possible that the cyber battlefield presented by uh, the U.S. private sector, utilities, government, and defense establishments are just too large and complex to fully protect? Well, you know, I'm the ultimate optimist. So I have to start out with the assumption that we can do anything we set our minds out to do. Um, having said that, I think there, there's a, a legitimate discussion on how we go about doing that. Uh, complexity is what it is. You know, we're, we're producing new technologies and the, I call, talk about the trillions of lines of code and the millions of applications and all the, the billions of devices with IoT and all the things you have around your house. In other words, everything today is connected to a computer and, and that's the, the world of, we call it cyber physical convergence. So your refrigerator you know, is a smart refrigerator. It's a, it's a smart automobile. It's a smart grid and the electric distribution system. All of those things, they're happening. And the question is, how do we deal with that complexity? So it is a huge problem, but we do have methods on how to reduce and manage that complexity. They're good engineering techniques. They're security engineering and computer science and engineering techniques that have to be applied to build that fundamental foundation that we can build on top of. And if you don't have that, fundamental foundation being very solid, then everything you do on top of that will always be subject to question. We'll be, we'll be fighting, having these same discussions and fighting these same battles in 15 or 20 or 30 years. And at some point, you may get to the point where you can't fix the problem because the, the theft of intellectual property, the ability of the adversary to install malicious code into your critical systems, and they can trigger that code whenever they want to, there, there comes a tipping point when that becomes so dangerous that you can't, you can't affect it anymore. We've got to, we have to act now to make sure that doesn't happen. Like they say, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Absolutely. So, well, then what one thing can we all do in the coming year to, to reduce our cyber risk? I think there's two things. Uh, so you asked for one thing. I think we have to do two things. We have to continue to do what we've been doing as far as things like cyber hygiene, the basic fundamentals that every organization, public or private sector, should be doing to protect their systems. And there's a tremendous amount of guidance from NIST and even private sector sources on how to do good cyber hygiene. We all have an obligation to do at least that much. The second thing, and I think more important, is to start to focus our efforts on the foundation, uh, the things that we're building in these systems, the infrastructures and the complexity issues. That's the part that we really haven't uh, placed enough emphasis on. And that's where you have to start looking at systems engineers and security engineers to come to the table and be part of the initial discussion. So when you're building a new system or when you're upgrading a system, you bring in the security professionals to, to be part of that team to support the, the senior leaders. So they can actually have uh, technology, computing systems that can support the business and the mission and do so in a way that is well protected. That's the missing link right now. And I think in 2021, I know we're going to be focusing a whole lot more on the engineering aspects of this problem. And the question is, can we move the culture into that world where that becomes a top priority? That's not an easy thing to do sometimes. There's other pressures that exist that 
make that difficult sometimes. But I, I, again, I'm, I'm an optimist. I think we're gonna, we will achieve this. It's just, we all have to work together to, to make it happen. Dr. Ronald S. Ross, computer scientist and fellow at the National Institute of Standards and Technology. If somebody wants to connect with you, Ron, maybe they wanna see some of your, your writing, how can they do that? Well, our website is our, our treasure trove of security standards and guidelines. That's at csrc.nist.gov. And then I'm, um, I, my email is ron.ross at nist.gov, very easy. And I'm also on LinkedIn and Twitter. If you want to contact me there, it's Ron Ross Secure. Uh, that's my Twitter handle and uh, LinkedIn. I've actually forgotten my LinkedIn handle, but I have a lot of things out there on LinkedIn as well. So there's lots of ways to get in touch. I think if people just look you up on LinkedIn, they'll probably find you uh, and find more of my, thanks again, Ron, for joining us. Thank you, Tanya. Have a happy new year to you again. Happy New Year to you. And find more of my interviews right here on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify, or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for dialing in.